So then this is the fourth talk on the Metta Sutta, the Discourse on Loving-Kindness. And in the first talk I said there was dividing it into four parts, and maybe maybe we are, but uh, it's also, um, I'll do five talks, so the next section of it. Uh, is about the cultivation of loving kindness. So first, it's kind of the 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 the, the um, wholesome qualities of heart and mind that we cultivate on the path to liberation. And then it's the wish, having this wish. The wish doesn't have to be with these words, but the wish that uh, for all beings to be happy and safe. And then to <clears throat> really get to the bottom and to work with our aversion, our anger, our resentments, because these limit us. These are a, a narrowing of the scope of the mind and awareness. It involves a preoccupation to be angry and resentful. And when we're preoccupied, there's not room for really taking in the world, taking in others in an open-hearted, open-minded way. And then, <clears throat> with that as a foundation, then the practice of this of this uh, discourse on loving kindness goes on to emphasize the cultivating uh, a boundless heart, cultivating and developing with loving kindness, cultivating an unlimited heart or mind. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> so, it's not just simply having wishes. <clears throat> and simply having the you saying phrases over and over again is not really the point of loving kindness. Uh, the phrases are there to support and help. If we do them, if they help, to create this uh, open awareness, this openness of heart, this ability to be <clears throat> wide, to include others into our awareness, without n- contracting or narrowing or resisting without getting caught up in desires and aversions and fears. A very simple state of mind <clears throat> that's there, that's open and available to really absorb or take in or receive the experience. But so open, so boundless in a sense, that uh, uh, it doesn't stick with us. It doesn't, uh, the others, don't, kind of almost like we're transparent and things just go right through us. Not because we're dismissing them, but because it's the limitations of the mind, the way that we <clears throat> uh, uh, contract and and uh, get preoccupied, that are sticky. And we get caught in the, uh, the world of other people, in our world of our reactions. And that we're moving to <clears throat> a mind that's free is a mind that has, not, has no stickiness in it. So things just kind of are fully experienced <clears throat> but they also, in a sense, go through or don't stick anywhere. So uh, this is called an unlimited mind or heart, a boundless heart and mind. And so this next section then goes like this. And, and uh, <clears throat> on YouTube, you'll see it in the description of this episode that's on the underneath the video. Uh, if you click on Show More, you scroll down, and you'll see the, this um, fourth part of... Um, the Metta Sutta. As a mother would risk her life 
to protect her child, her only child, so towards all beings should one cultivate a boundless heart. With loving kindness for the whole world should one cultivate a boundless heart, above, below, and all around, without obstructions, without hate, and without ill will. So for some people, it's a touching metaphor, this idea of a mother with a single child going to the extent of protecting the child um, um, <clears throat> at the risk of her own life. Uh, you know, that uh, it involves a kind of uh, non-self-preoccupation. And when I was a parent of young children especially, it's felt was much more acute then, where uh, it just, I didn't feel so important. Uh, I was willing to put aside all kinds of personal needs because it just seemed like the importance of this child, this little baby who couldn't take care of itself, was so much more important. And there, there was this... Uh, a wonderful feeling, a healthy feeling uh, most of the time in this kind of just giving myself over, giving myself, uh, you know, up in a certain kind of way for the welfare of this other person. And um, and uh, in some ways, I, when it was done well, I felt I, you know, it wasn't because I was trying to benefit myself, but I could feel this was really good. Uh, when I did it uh, in a ways that were unhealthy, then it would come back and bite me. And it you know didn't really work, but uh, this idea of a, a parent protecting their child. Um, now it isn't that we're supposed to tr- uh, risk our lives to protect all other beings in this text, at least, but rather it's that kind of letting go of self, this boundlessness, this lots of space uh, for doing being inclusive of others in our hearts. That. Um, <clears throat> that uh, we're cultivating in doing loving-kindness practice. We're developing not only through loving-kindness, but I think through the path of liberation is a path that we're, the, the mind, the heart is no longer, as I've been saying today, limited, contracted, preoccupied, um, resistant, shut down, closed off. It's just completely open and receptive and and uh, like an open window, the wind can, wind can just go, go right through, or <clears throat> the kid's baseball that they're playing outside won't break the glass because it just goes right through. And um, so <clears throat> uh, to cultivate that, and cultivate is a very powerful word because it doesn't mean that we're supposed to do it automatically and that you're bad if you don't. <clears throat> It means that there's practice. You practice it. You practice and practice and practice. This is what we're working towards. And um, and it's not. And the more we practice, the more we're moving in this direction. If the practice uh, has a quality to it, or parts of it, is this openness? Is this relaxing? This receptivity? This not getting tight? Not getting forceful? Not getting all kinds of unwholesome movements of needing and wanting and expecting and pushing away, but rather it really has a quality that as we do the practice, something is opening, something is releasing, something's making more room. There's more and more room for things. When people become mature in Buddhist practice, their mind has lots of room for things, infinite room. And sometimes you can feel that spaciousness in others because their mind doesn't move as much. 
you don't you don't find the mind you don't see the mind jumping around or you don't see the agitation or the restlessness or the or the uh, deflecting or the turning away. There's an openness and a quiet, a willing just be there and a kind of open stillness in that maturity. With loving kindness for the whole world, should one cultivate a boundless heart. So this is the you know the upper reaches of real loving kindness. Um, certainly, in the privacy of own meditation, alone, it's easy to love everyone, or relatively easy to love everyone, and to uh, feel like universal love is a great thing. But it's when we really run into people and are working with people and and engaging in people and sharing lives with people that the idea of loving all beings uh, sometimes just gets lost and gets you know recedes from importance because of the drama and the preoccupations and the importance and the irritation and the uh, injustice of whatever is happening in the moment with um, uh, and uh, and uh, so the idea of cultivating a boundless heart uh, with loving kindness for the whole world is the direction we're going. But to do that is not only learning how to let go a lot, but it's also learning how to be wise, <clears throat> have street smarts about how that is expressed and how to live in this world that's so complicated and difficult, and how to live it in a, live in it in a safe way, in a wise way, in a, in a um, so that we can have this boundless loving kindness. Um, we don't want to do boundless loving kindness and be naive in a certain kind of way, uh, easily victimized by what goes on around us. Cultivate a boundless heart. With loving kindness for the whole world, should one cultivate a boundless heart, above, below, and all around, without obstruction, without hate, and without the ill will. So this obstructions, ways this mind is limited, <clears throat> the two that are really big in relationship to our capacity for love is hate and ill will. Big words, but they have a very they can have very subtle manifestations, and sometimes it's the subtlest manifestations that are really the cutting edge, the growing edge of our practice. So even the subtle ways we don't um, overlook, we don't. Um, um, say it doesn't matter and, you know, or, you know, it's just easier just to go ahead and do it. And, and um, but, uh, you know, even the subtlest forms of uh, hate and ill will, uh, to find out how to live without those obstructions, without those limitations. So cultivating a boundless heart above, below, and all around. Uh, uh, some people uh, experience this as a kind of a radiance, a glow, a warmth. Some people as a sense of a light that's not really light, but that's closest, the clarity, the openness that feels like it's a radiating light. And, um, and this idea of radiance, um, loving kindness is fa- based on the idea of an intention, but that intention doesn't have to be a mental exercise. We keep saying words of, may all beings be happy. The words are can be useful, but uh, uh, as the practice, as the heart gets more and more boundless, it becomes more of a glow, more of a clarity, more of a openness that we can feel that goes out in all directions, 360 degrees all around. 
is the attention. It's not focused narrowly on something and only that, but it's opened up 360 degrees with the kindness, with the goodwill, with the friendliness, with the radiance, this glow of kindness above, below, and all around. It's phenomenal, the human capacity to dwell in love, to dwell in goodwill, to dwell in kindness and friendliness. It's phenomenal that we can kind of have that be the predominant mood, the predominant field of attention, the predominant flow of concern that we have. And, um, And to be integrated and harmonized and all of us kind of, all of us kind of centered in in uh, in metta is uh, a phenomenal capacity that we should be born this way to have this capacity is just fantastic and it's a capacity we can cultivate and develop and grow and uh, sometimes it's done intentionally doing metta practice and sometimes it's a byproduct of just doing mindfulness practice as a mindfulness frees us from the limitations of the mind uh, we can begin to recognize that in fact, living in our hearts, waiting for us, has been love, has been goodwill. And then it's a matter of making more space for it. Just as you make space for more people in your heart, you make more space in your heart for your love. So thank you. And then we have one more talk on this sutta tomorrow. <laughs>